Welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is David Rowlands. I'm the editor at B2B Marketing, and I'm joined today by Kat Dutton, who's Deputy CMO at Atos. So Kat, thanks for joining me today. Um, before we begin, uh, and we get into the really big questions, um, can you please just introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about you know, what Atos do and, and what your role is within it? Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Kat Dutton, I'm Deputy CMO at Atos. Um, Atos, for those that don't know, is a large digital services organisation. Um, we typically get engaged in real end-to-end digital transformation for our clients. Um, we work across um, multiple different industries and multiple different countries as well. Um, my role, I actually started in the deputy CMO role in April time this year. So I've only been in post about four or five months Um, And in that time, what I've been focusing on predominantly is um, a refocus, really, around what our marketing organisation is about, both internally and what we're focusing on externally. Okay, fantastic. So what we're here to um, to talk about today is, um, you know, how marketing kind of proves its worth to the board. You know, what's the board really Mm -hmm. interested in and how will this change going forward? So just kind of looking at the, the current state of affairs. Um, you know, what does your board care about in terms of marketing's contribution to your organization's success and growth? You know, what particular KPIs are they interested mm-hmm. in? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing, Dave, is, um, as most people would kind of uh, attest to on the call, is impact on the bottom line. So they're really interested in the financial impact that marketing can make, um, particularly around revenue, um, what we call order entry or, or closed deals or opportunities but also um, new opportunities that, that we're bringing to, to the fold. And I, I don't mean leads, but real kind of business. Um, the other things that they're really interested in as well are certainly around our positioning externally and the impact that our brand has. They're also really interested in the impact that we're having with clients and, and prospects in terms of relationships. But then the other area that, that's come more, I would say, into the fold over the past couple of years is that impact with our analyst community, our sourcing advisors and other influencers who really influence our clients and prospects directly. Um, and you can imagine some of those harder KPIs around that are, are certainly kind of more number orientated than, than anything. OK, so obviously quite a lot of um, some big picture stuff, there, you know, revenue, new opportunities, stuff like that. Um, but how do you measure success against those criteria? Are there any particular metrics you utilise to to demonstrate marketing success to the board in these areas? Yeah, there are, and we've um, we've got. A, I'm going to call it a version one um, of what we call our CMO dashboard, and that um, we've been building over the last three or four months to really start to bring to life some of those um, core things that our board are interested in. So those metrics that you mentioned. So it does include things like. Um, pipeline influenced which is where we're really supporting on that pipeline and that is broken down by industry vertical that we're interested in um, but also the coverage that we have on specific deals so are we really focusing on those strategic deals or are we less focused on those Um, we also then have a piece in our dashboard that focuses on our clients So we've got examples in there of where we're really impacting certain clients in terms of broadening out those relationships. We also have some numbers metrics, which are more, 
I would say kind of marketing orientated, as I said, it, it's version one of our dashboard. So we have things around, you know, number of people that attended events or workshops. But what we're starting to build out from that is that picture around how are we influencing those clients on those particular deals through those events or through those campaigns, through those workshops. Um, the other metrics, the KPIs that we have as well, are, are certainly around the impact that we're having with those analysts. So we are rated in certain aspects with certain analysts. Um, and we're also looking at the, the impact that we're having from a brand perspective, some of those metrics that change in terms of our market share or um, the perception with certain stakeholders externally. So we do have other metrics that we measure in marketing, but they don't necessarily go into that dashboard at the moment. So you can imagine kind of reach online or, um, you know, number of visitors to our website, certain landing pages are having more impact but predominantly we're really trying to focus on those hard financial numbers um, and that impact that we have with clients in terms of relationships. Okay, so you've moved um, away quite a lot from just <laughs> just focusing on how many leads you've generated, which is good to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Where, where do you think that the board maybe don't quite appreciate the value that marketing deliver? Um, yeah, I, I think it's... Predominantly, I think it's actually some more of that qualitative activity that we get involved in. And we, you know, we get involved in quite a lot from a sales enablement perspective. We drive a lot of programs, a lot of campaigns, a lot of events. Um, and I don't think that the full breadth of what we can do as a, as a function um, has really got through yet. And I'll say yet, because obviously I mentioned earlier, I've been post for it for a few months, but I think it's that real um, qualitative impact. I think the other side to it as well is, obviously, I think digital marketing has become really prominent for everybody. Um, I'm not sure necessarily that across the board yet that there's that visibility on what we're really trying to drive as part of our digital marketing activity. So I'd, I'd say there's quite a few areas where, you know, we, we need to improve that visibility and that perception. Okay, so, you know, looking forwards a bit then, what would you say that your board will be interested in the future when it comes to marketing demonstrating success in your organization? Are there any key areas, initiatives or, or KPIs that you know the board are going to be increasingly interested in? Yeah, why is this? Yeah, yeah, and I think I've kind of touched on it already that we're starting to build that picture, but it's that real impact in those client engagements and those experiences that we give our clients. Um, you know, we, we've introduced in the past couple of years things like advisory boards. We've started to build client councils. Um, we're also looking at some of the more kind of global digital events that, that we can kind of continue past the pandemic. Um, but I think there's also, you know, we're really investing, um, as many of my counterparts are as well, we're really investing in some of our core competencies within marketing. So things like account-based marketing, where we're really, really building that one-to-one -one engagement with our clients, I think is something that our board are becoming really intrigued by and, and want to see those outcomes coming through from the programme that, that we've started investing in. So I think that's certainly an area that the board are definitely more interested in seeing more in the future. Okay, fantastic. So with that in mind, um, what okay. plans are you going to put in place to make these, uh, these areas successful? Yeah, so... Um, I think I mentioned earlier in my introduction that we we've embarked on um, I hate using the word because it's a bit cliche, but a transformation project right within group marketing. 
to change the way in which we're structured, but also where we're, we're really prioritising where we um, we look at the different areas. And one part of that is that we're building um, what we're calling centres of excellence within our group marketing function that work directly with those go-to-market teams in terms of execution. And the whole premise behind those centres of excellence is to provide that best practice, um, that framework, that guidance and coaching for people across marketing so that we can really drive that consistency and approach, um, but also really not only build efficiencies, but really broaden out our scope. So that focus on account-based marketing, for example, is one of those centres of excellence that we're building because we've proven that that approach works in certain areas of our organisation with certain clients. And now the whole premise behind that is to build out on that model and build it out so that it works across all the industries that we work in with all the clients and prospects that we work with. Okay, fantastic. And just moving forwards a little bit, there's there seems to be an increasing trend, um, I would say, towards brands becoming publishers. Um, and with third-party mm. cookies looking to end in the next couple of years, there's also a move towards B2B brands gathering more first-party uh, first data generally. So when it comes to Atos... What are you doing around this? You know, is it something you're actively involved in or, or do you see a slightly different situation? Yeah. Yeah, no, we are. We've, um, and as, as one of these centres of excellence that I mentioned, we, we're building a new digital marketing one um, to really focus on that strategy that we have online, um, but also making sure that obviously we're, we're compliant um, with what we need to be, but without losing that ability and that, that focus behind driving that real client engagement. So, the digital marketing center of excellence that we're building, we've um, done a full kind of audit across all of our online channels. We're now building out that strategy and plan for what we need to do going forward. So yeah, f- fully kind of aware, um, building plans around it. Okay, yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, it's, it's one of those weird things. It's so far away. It's almost, mm-hmm. sometimes wouldn't blame people for sticking their heads in the sand, but it's good to hear that you're um, yeah ahead of the curve. Yeah, I think you've got to look at that future piece, though, Dave, because, you you know, I think sometimes we get so stuck in really doing that day to day activity and those tactical things that we forget about that longer term picture and some of those things, those external influences that do impact on what we're trying to achieve. So I mean, it's really important that we're looking at that kind of, you know, not only 12 month view, but two years plus view on what do we, you know, where do we really need to focus? Yeah, and you certainly don't want to wake up in two years' time and, and realise the way you've got to do things has got to completely change in an yeah. instant, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving forwards then, um, very simply, uh, what trends, channels, tactics and technologies are you seeing or, or working with um, and using to drive more success and contribution? Yeah, I, I would love to say, Dave, that we are, you know, fully up and running end-to-end digitally but we're, we're not um you know it's something that we're working on in, in marketing um there's certain channels that we're now starting to use which are really really impacting actually that engagement with clients which I know I'll keep coming back to but that that's really crucial for what we're doing um so an example of that is we started using more LinkedIn live events um you've got some really cool software and tools that we've got in the back end that we can now really track that engagement and really monitor who's engaging with us, who's commenting, how do we respond to that? Um, and that's something that's gaining more momentum across our group marketing function. Um, the other thing, obviously, I've mentioned around account-based marketing, that there's certain ways in which we're um, 
using tools and platforms um, to really engage directly with those end-to-end clients. So um, we've got our own kind of uh, joint individual portals that we use directly with certain clients. And across those, we share um, commercially confident information as well. So it's fully secure, fully password protected, authenticated. Um, So really cool kind of ways in which we're using some of the technologies. Um, I think some of the other uh, trends that I've started to see coming through are absolutely about using insight to inform what we're doing. And I think the power of data and really using anything that can give you that different viewpoint or different slant, even if it's about incorporating sort of new insight into content is, is really worthwhile investing in. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much. And one thing we, we, we always talk about this is marketing aligning with sales, you know, through sales enablement. Um, yeah. But on the reverse of that, you know, what are your thoughts about sales aligning more with marketing? So I know it sounds like a weird thing to say, but in other words, instead of marketing mm-hmm. being reduced to this sort of collateral creator for salespeople, how important do you think it is for marketing and sales to have a sort of mutually equal relationship where both sides are are equally focused on increasing revenue for their organization yeah it's really it's really important and something that i've i've talked about um previously is that relationship that you have with your internal stakeholders and particularly the sales teams and and for me you know sales teams are colleagues um you know it's a joint relationship and if if that doesn't happen in your organization then you need to change it because at the end of the day if if sales aren't engaged directly in the programs that you're putting in place what why are you doing them um you know you should be absolutely fully aligned and that goes alongside with business metrics but also objectives and, and bonuses um so one of the things that that we have within um, the way in which we work is having really strongly aligned objectives and bonus scorecards, because we we need to make sure that everybody's fully aligned. Um, and for me, marketing is absolutely that growth engine for the business. It's not a support function or or add on or you know I think you called it a collateral creator. Um, it's really important that you get that relationship established from from the offset and. Sometimes, you know, it does involve a bit of re-education with people around what marketing really is about and how marketing can impact the business positively. Um, But it is worthwhile investing that time in those relationships because it shouldn't be one department over another. It, It just shouldn't work like that. It should be full collaboration between the two. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, back to the the board um, and how we demonstrate success to the board. What do you think needs to change, you know, and how will that help you to demonstrate greater contribution for marketing? Mm, um, yeah, one, one of the things that, um, you know, I'm a big believer in that you can change things that you can influence. So you can't necessarily change other people. Um, and I think as part of that, we are kind of embarking on a bit of a cultural shift across our group marketing function. And I think one of the biggest things that that we need to change within our team is the language that we're using with our our colleagues, with our stakeholders, with our board members around how marketing really contributes to the business. You know, and we absolutely, we still have, um, we have people talking about things like leads. Yeah, and that's great, but it's a marketing term. Um, And, you know, I feel really passionate that, 
if we're really trying to change the perception of marketing within a business that we have to align to the language that the business uses and you know our company and particularly our board that they're in they're invested and they're interested in revenue you know and if, if we can talk about opportunities that we're generating opportunities pipeline that we're supporting that leads to x amount of revenue and not talk about regret you know we delivered this fantastic event and we've got these leads off the back of it it just creates a whole different mind shift in you know and change in perception of what marketing is really about so I, I think it's starting you know with the cultural change first to, to them really get across that bigger contribution that marketing can make and on that point you said you know the the key thing that the board's interested in unsurprisingly is, is revenue mm. um mm. and you know chief revenue officers are something that are becoming increasingly popular in b2b organizations why do you think this is you know what value do you think they offer I think they I think they give a different um, perspective. Right. So so they will be able to give that full view across the whole organization of how people are contributing to the business. Um, So I think those those chief revenue officers are are really crucial. I think the other piece is that um, they do sometimes get involved in the strategy piece. So where where your organization is really heading and and what your focus really is, Um, you know, for us, we we are really clear about our ambition to, you know, we are going to be that leader in secure and decarbonized digital. And that that's our ambition. And I think those chief revenue officers really help to kind of bring that to life. You know, I think we have a role to play in that from marketing and, and we're focusing more and more on, you know, the, the content that we're putting out there, the, the brand, how we're positioning ourselves in that space. Um, but I think it's linking that back through to the impact on the business, those financial view, you know, financial targets. And I think that's absolutely where the chief revenue officer role kind of comes to play. OK, fantastic. Um, and I think we've just got time for one final question today, because I'm sure um, everyone, everyone is uh, keen to get as much <laughs> out of you in a shorter time as humanly possible. Um, so final one, how are you measuring a single view of the customer experience and and more importantly, what are you doing to improve it? Yeah, so um, feedback, feedback is how we're measuring. It's you know, and it is not all automated. It's not all systematic, um, and that's something that we're we're definitely working through. And if anyone listening to this podcast has got um, real great examples of how they're capturing that, please get in contact with me. That would be great. Um, but yeah, that that qualitative feedback from clients can never be underestimated. So that is something that, that we're really taking on board. Um, you also asked around how are we improving that, that customer experience? Um, one of the, as I mentioned, the, the centers of excellence that we're building, we are focusing one around what we're calling client success. And that really does help to drive across our function, the experience that our clients have and really get people thinking about what does that experience look like? How does it feel when you're interacting with Atos? Um, and there's a number of different programs, initiatives that we're putting in place now off the back of that to, to really improve that experience. But as I said, if anyone's got any any ways in which you can really automate that view of really getting that qualitative feedback through, then I, I'm more than happy to have a conversation. <laughs> well, that's, um, yeah, I, I'm sure someone will get in touch, I'm sure. Um, Kat? Thank you very much. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, thanks to our audience as well, of course. Um, if you want to hear any more of our podcasts, just head to www.b2bmarketing.net slash podcasts. So thank you very much. And we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.
Bye. If you'd like to hear more about the future of tech marketing and revenue performance, just follow the link in the description to check out our full report, which is sponsored by Together. This podcast was just one of a series of four, all of which we used to inform the report. So if you want to learn more and get a big picture, download the report now. And watch out for the remaining podcasts in this series in the coming weeks. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.